0: okay, here we go. Hey everybody, I am currently on vacation, but I didn't wanna miss this release date. So I dug way back into the archives of my old, old podcast called Workplace Hero and found an episode that I think you'll really enjoy. It's all about having a stiff or painful neck and how to avoid it. So I think it's pretty relevant for the Second Wind Fitness audience. And, you know, I haven't done the Workplace Hero podcast in a few years, but it's still out there and it's still relevant. So I'm really happy to bring you this feed drop episode from Workplace Hero. And you can find more about that at workplacehero.me.me. But in the meantime, my name is Brock Armstrong. Welcome to Second Wind Fitness slash Workplace Hero. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But... If you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob. If you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So, win-win situation here. So, go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com slash coffee. I know I'm not the first one to make this joke, but... Work can be a real pain in the frickin' neck. Sitting at a desk in front of a computer screen for eight plus hours, or driving through downtown traffic to get to your office, or even sleeping in a funky position can all accumulate into one hell of a stiff and tense neck. As we learned at WorkplaceHero.me ergonomics, creating an ergonomically correct workstation can help but it's not the be-all end-all. And although I have a standing workstation and I take regular breaks to go move around and even do some breathing exercises and meditation many afternoons and by that I mean I take a nap, I still get a stiff neck by the end of a lot of work days. Neck pain can be caused by, well, really any activity that strains your neck, You might feel pain at the base of your skull, or down into your shoulders, or you might feel a knot in your neck. You may also develop a headache. And serious neck pain can limit your ability to move your head, and it can become severe enough to limit your ability to do your job. And for me, it's gotten bad enough that I haven't been able to ride my bike to work, which is a real bummer. You gotta be able to shoulder check, right? Well, if your neck pain is worse at the end of the workday, it might be related to stress placed on your neck while you're working. Repeated, prolonged activities that affect muscles, ligaments, tendons, and joints cause, well, most of the neck pain that we feel. Examples of these type of activities include holding your head forward to read a computer screen, repetitive movements of your arms and upper body, and, of course, poor lifting techniques. If you do any heavy lifting at work, your neck is actually at risk for damage almost as much as your back. Remember, lift with your knees, not your back. In most jobs, um, not all, as my nurse friends have pointed out to me, ergonomics can help protect your neck. If you don't remember from that previous podcast episode... Ergonomics is the science of fitting your work environment to your job in a way that is best for your well being if you simply can't change your position, get up and move around, or simply say no to staying in one location for eight hours a day. If your work is focused on sitting at a computer station, as many of our jobs are, well, then ergonomics takes into consideration how your desk, your chair, your computer monitor, all that stuff can be placed to lessen the stress on your neck and other body parts. If you work in an industrial setting, like a hospital, retail job, or any other mobile types of jobs, well, ergonomics may involve you actually getting some training to learn the proper techniques for lifting, standing, and using heavy equipment. Okay, there's a lot more to come, but first we have to pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. Okay, with that out of the way, back to how we can avoid being a real pain in the neck. Oh, wait, 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 no, I mean, I mean having, having a real pain in the neck, having, yeah. Everything from your keyboard height to your computer type to your chair type should be considered when you are making your workspace neck and back friendly. Now, here are some simple fixes that I found over at SpineHealth.com that'll go a long way in helping your back, your neck, and all your other joints feel better while you're at work. Number one is setting up your desk. A typical ergonomic evaluation at work will likely focus on providing a comfortable, adjustable chair with or without appropriate education on how to adjust it to actually fit you and your keyboard tray. Now, some workspaces may even evaluate the positioning of your printers, your screens, and the mouse, and that's great. And sometimes, an employer will actually purchase a standing desk for someone with neck and upper back pain that's due to logging long hours in the office. If a stand-up desk is, well, not an option for you, there are inexpensive desktop converters that enable you to convert your desk to a stand-up desk either inexpensively or if you actually want to stand up for part of the day and sit for part of the day. For people who aren't sure if they can actually manage standing up all day, which I'm here to assure you that you can, this is an easy way to try it without having to change your entire current desk. And I'll put a couple of links in the show notes over at workplacehero.me neck so you can see what I'm talking about. Now, number two, sitting with support. Your optimal ergonomic setup should start with your sitting position. Or, of course, your standing position. But when you're sitting at your desk, your feet should be flat on the floor, and the height of your chair should allow your thighs to angle down slightly, not up. This position will allow you to place your weight through your sit bones, which are also called your ischial tuberosities, rather than rounding your lower back and causing your shoulders to round out and your posture to slump forward. I find actually scooting right to the edge of my chair really helps me stay nice and straight and tall (laughs) for fear of slipping off and falling on your butt. Number three, adjusting your keyboard tray height. I think this is often overlooked because we spend so much time worrying about what chairs we have and how we're sitting in them that we actually forget to take into account where our hands and arms are placed. So what you want to do is set the keyboard height high enough so your elbows are bent at approximately 90 degrees and you aren't forced to slump down through the shoulders just to reach the keys. If the tray is too low and cannot be adjusted, place the keyboard on your desk or slip something underneath it, like an empty shoebox or something like that. The mouse should also be placed at the same level as the keyboard. If you're using a drafting pad, it should also be at this same height. Whether it's placed on an angle or not is a personal preference and doesn't really count here as long as your elbows are at the right degree angle. Number four, looking straight at your monitor. Okay, right off the bat, I'm going to say that almost everyone I know has their monitor too low. And a big reason for that is the ubiquity of using a laptop. The laptop is not built for the human body. It's only built for portability. And the sooner we realize this, the sooner we will stop breaking ourselves. You have got to place the monitor so the bottom is approximately level with your chin. This positioning can vary slightly with a 13-inch monitor being slightly higher than chin height and a 24-inch monitor slightly lower, but if the monitor is too low, say way down on your lap or even the table that you're sitting at, you will slump down to do your work. If you are working on a laptop primarily, get a secondary monitor if possible. This will stop you from looking down and having your head downwards and increasing the stress on your neck. The larger monitor should be placed directly in front of you. Now, occasionally a computer station offers an off-center monitor. Adjust this if you can. If you've ever watched a movie when you're sitting on the couch and you're looking with your head slightly turned, you'll know how uncomfortable the neck strain and stiffness that comes from that is. And remember what Katie Bowman said in the workplacehero.me slash stand episode, swapping one static position for another is not the answer. So if you are off-center, make sure you vary the off-centeredness so you don't get stuck all day leaning to only one side. Number five, avoid your cell phone for anything that lasts more than a few seconds. Cell phones and tablets are most likely the cause of many problems when people use them for things like email, texting, playing games, and watching shows. Over at skywalkerfitness.ca, I often find that people with neck and upper back problems answer emails using their cell phone or tablet at home or in the office. And it really is important to limit your workload and overall use on phones and tablets. Anytime you can, answer your emails through an actual computer because, well, working at a computer offers the best chance for good posture. Now, I was at a conference about a year ago, and there was a fellow named Kelly Sturette who was speaking at it. He's the author of an awesome book called Become a Supple Leopard, and if you have any injuries or stiffness or hot spots, I encourage you to pick that book up. But anyway, after he finished his presentation, I spotted him off in a corner and he was working on his phone, which is not all that notable in and of itself, but the way he was using it was incredibly noteworthy. He was sitting in a full squat, heels on the floor, with his phone lifted right up in front of his eyes, so his spine was perfectly aligned and straight all the way from his perfectly flexible hips to the top of his head. It was a thing of beauty, at least for movement nerds like me, but more on that later. And number six, getting up and walking around. I know, you're probably getting sick of hearing me talk about this all the time, but seriously, sitting in an office chair seems simple, but it can be fatiguing, and your posture suffers more and more the longer you sit. All of us should be doing this, but if you have back, neck, or shoulder pain, you really must stand up and walk around the office every 30 minutes. As an easy way to do this, set a silent alarm on your smartphone to go off every 30 minutes. It may not be possible to get up every single time the alarm goes off, but it can be a good reminder that you've been sitting for quite a while, especially if you've skipped the alarm a few times in a row. That's when this thing called the Pavlok device would come in handy. If you haven't seen this shocking device, go look it up. I'll put a link in the show notes over at workplacehero.me slash neck, but you can also just do a Google search for Pavlok, P-A-V-L-O-K. But anyway, setting an alarm can help you stay accountable to yourself, making sure you aren't compromising your health for your work. Okay, now your homework. This is a little more complicated than usual because it involves you going to workplacehero.me slash neck to watch a kind of funny video featuring Kelly Starrett, the guy I was talking about that was squatting and using his phone. And in this video, he shows us how we can text, email, play games, or anything else on our phone without destroying our necks. Now, if you aren't going to go to the website to watch the video, I'm going to try to explain here, but I'd encourage you to go watch the video. To get into a proper posture, extend your arms out to your sides and rotate your palms upwards. This naturally pulls your shoulders back and gets the spine into a healthy neutral position. From there, the elbows can be bent inward to hold a smartphone or type at a keyboard. Now, Sturette then says that phones should be held right up in front of your face rather than near your chest, which forces us to crane our necks downwards. Dr. Kenneth Hansraj says that although our heads only weigh between 10 and 12 pounds, as we angle them down to look at our phones, the effective weight on our necks increases. At a 15 degree angle, it's about 27 pounds, rising all the way to 60 pounds when you get to 60 degrees. So, okay, for the next week, I want you to put a reminder on the lock screen of your phone to hold your phone up to eye level and not hold it at your belly and crank your neck down to see it. You will be pleased and amazed how much difference it makes. I promise. Plus, you'll look like a grown-up and almost regal in your stance, not like some kid doing something sneaky that she doesn't want her mom to see. Mom, don't come in. <laughs> I've said it before, and I will say it again. The body was not meant to sit all day long and stare at tiny screens. To offset this unnatural activity, a bit of effort is required to keep us healthy and happy. But we workplace heroes are not afraid of a little effort, are we? We embrace it with a tall and straight spine and properly aligned neck. Now, go make this week an upright one. Workplace Hero is research written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in Vancouver, Canada. The podcast logo is by Ken Cunningham, and music is mostly from my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. This week's heroic idea came from listener Bob Lott, or at least that's what I think his name was. It's hard to tell. Okay, present day Brock here again, just to let you know, if you liked this Workplace Hero episode, there are a ton more available and you can just go over to workplacehero.me and you'll find the entire back catalog, find where to subscribe. It's still available on all the major podcast platforms, all of your favorites, I promise. And I will be back next time with a brand new episode of Second Wind Fitness. So until then, remember to move more of your body more often in more and more interesting ways and keep that neck nice and limber. I'm Brock Armstrong. This has been Second Wind Fitness.